1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Craig Gordon's targeting a last 32 place in the Europa League for Celtic A Rangers return could be too good to turn down for Steve Davis According to a former teammate And Aberdeen and Livingston go head-to-head tonight in the Scottish Premiership I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna And a big week of course of European action in Thursday night Celtic, Craig Gordon will speak about it Require only one point against Salzburg To get back into the last 32 of the Europa League For a second consecutive season And Rangers, it's in their own hands as well Gordon, they go to Austria A win against Rapid Vienna Who they've already beaten at Ibrox Would be enough to take Steven Gerrard through For the first time to the last 32 Yeah, a big week for both sides Um, Coming off different results at the weekend Gordon I was at Celtic Park watching Celtic tear Kamarnock apart with some terrific football you've got to say and then Rangers on the Sunday but disappointed uh, playing against Dundee with 10 men and really couldn't get the valuable three points but it's all about the European campaign and Roger was saying there it's in their own hands if they can go out and get results and I expect them to do that Yeah it's a breathless time of year for football Roger we know that and as Gordon says um, we go straight off a busy weekend into these massive midweek fixtures which um, I don't know if it's too much of a stretch to say can define seasons but it certainly goes a long way to doing that Yeah I agree and it would be fantastic for the two of them to get through it's something to look forward to for the supporters for the players as well look forward to a draw I think the draw takes place next Monday uh, for the last 32 and if we could have both clubs in you know European action after the new year it's something that really only Celtic have seen in the last few seasons If we could have both clubs in What a lift it would be for the Scottish game 01419511025 That's the number you need to get in touch tonight And if you would rather tweet Then we are at Clyde SSB Lots to get through And as we say we do have some live football action this evening In the top flight as well Aberdeen and Livingston going head to head So we'll go over to Petaudry a bit later on in the programme And build up to that one now Let's get your thoughts in on all the talking points Keen to get your opinions on Steve Davis Rangers fans Is that one you would welcome? Stories in the newspapers today Suggesting he's free to go from Southampton Would you take him back? Is that what Steven Gerrard needs at the moment? Let's hear from you We'll hear from Craig Gordon first He says Needing only a point to qualify from the last game Is a great place to be in Especially given their slow start The shot stopper says It's all set for a huge night At Celtic Park on Thursday And says reaching the last 32 Would be a massive achievement Yes, big game We've put ourselves in a good position To to try and qualify from the group It's still a very difficult game Nobody's managed to to take anything from them as yet So we uh, still got a a difficult chance to to go through But but certainly at home uh, It's one that after the first few games in the the group We'd have definitely taken going into the last game Still to to have the chance Even probably have the chance for for three points to go through But for for one, we've given ourselves that that little bit of uh, comfort if you like But we'll still go into that one trying to win it and, And try and go through the, the group came out I think a, a lot of people wrote us off and thought that we wouldn't be able to do that uh, we've still got a, a tough task to, to do it but we, we have that chance and, and that's all we could ask for we put ourselves in, in that position if we, if we were to get through it would be a, a great start to the, the new year being involved in the, the draw for the next round the Champions League teams drop back it's a great competition one that we want to try and, try and do well in but we've, uh, we've got a big task ahead of us Thursday night Give us your thoughts ahead of the game on Thursday night then Celtic fans 01419511025 uh, It's clearly a massive game Roger That scenario of only needing a point Is that a bit of a, 
a dangerous mindset to get in I'm, I'm sure it seems easier to just aim for three and, and let the rest take care of itself Well I think that's what Celtic will do I think Brendan Rodgers will send them out to win the game um, I actually think they're capable of winning the game Salzburg are already clear They've won all five games They've won the group um, Maybe psychologically They'll take the foot off the gas A little bit So I, I just can't see a way that Celtic Won't get the positive result That they require To get them through to the last 32 And the possibility of As Craig Gordon said One of the Champions League dropouts Maybe an Arsenal Maybe a Chelsea Maybe a Zenit St Petersburg again Yeah I think uh, with home advantage On Thursday night um, The way Celtic play at Celtic Park they're a different side, Gordon. I watched them against Motherwell at Fair Park on the Wednesday night. It was slow, slow. It was poor, especially second half. Completely different team at Celtic Park on Saturday again against the league leaders at that time. And they've been playing so well at home. I think the first game uh, was Livingston. Wasn't that great. But after that, some of the football they're playing at Celtic Park is incredible to watch. It's so quick. They play so differently. Their movement is too good. And I think with the big crowd in um, Celtic Park on Thursday night, with the scoring power that Celtic have got from middle to front, then I think they will have enough. And hopefully Rangers can go um, and get a positive result as well and get the two Scottish teams in the last and 32. I know that our colleagues in the show have wound you up about you know the Scott Brown selection for, for the League mm-hmm. Cup final and the fact that he didn't play. At the start of the season, you wouldn't have believed that Celtic would be playing a, a, a team without Scott Brown and without Olivier and Cham in the middle of the park. And looking so slick, there's so much creativity, there's so much pace, there's so much movement in that midfield. And I think they're set up to get that positive result against Salzburg. Is that debate? I don't think it'll ever be over because there are going to be big games around the corner and so on. But, but for the meantime, is, is, is that debate over? Because there was a big one in the sense of, you know, is he going to play... The League Cup final It's a cup final He's the mm. captain All the rest of it He then came back in Against Motherwell um, You know the question was Would he stay in Against Kilmarnock and he, and he didn't So Surely most people Would expect Scott Brown To not play From the start On Thursday night Yeah I think I think Brendan Rodgers He was brought in On big money To make big decisions That certainly Was a big decision For him I know that everybody Can say Well we've been Playing really well Without Scott Brown We play at a quicker pace I still think Scott Brown's got a lot To offer Celtic He's a quality player He's our captain And The only difference With Scott Brown Just now is Because of this formation In a 4-2-3-1 Brown and Encham Fitted into that formation Brilliantly But Brendan Rodgers Has found the 4-1-4-1 And if you bring Scott Brown in who do you leave out? And if you look at the likes of the players that are, are playing in the middle of the park, there's the, the, you couldn't you couldn't make a case for leaving any yeah, of these and players if, out. If and if out. and a, I think that's a great thing for yeah. Brendan Rodgers to have. And if you're making a direct change, the guy who would have to drop out to accommodate Scott Brown would be Callum McGregor, who's likely to be the footballer of the year this season if he continues playing the way he is. He's an absolute revelation in that deeper role. And another thing I don't think that helped either Brown or Incham was the way they performed at Fur Park last midweek. You you said yourself, Daz, you know, it was slow, it was ponderous, it, it wasn't the Celtic you had seen in recent weeks. So Brendan Rodgers said after the Kelly game, he doesn't pick teams in sentiment. And I think that was a message to the guys who aren't in the team at the moment. Callum McGregor's form is such Roger that stories, I think in your newspaper amongst others yesterday, um, certainly in recent times, 
Suggesting that Bournemouth could be a, a club That would be interested in his services in the near future Yeah well they've sent scouts to watch Callum McGregor How could you not be impressed by Callum McGregor They've lost Lewis Cook An England international He's out for nine months with a cruciate injury Gordon They will bring in a direct replacement for him Probably a direct replacement for the fullback That's got a long term injury as well Adam Smith They will be the, uh, Eddie Howe's main priorities in the January window And you know Just put yourself in Eddie Howe's shoes If you were looking for someone to play that role just look up and, you know, no wonder there's interest in Callum McGregor. The difference being, it might be difficult to move Callum McGregor out of Celtic because he's never hidden his love for the club. Um, it took him a while to get through and get into the first team. He's now a revelation, mm. probably footballer of the year, a first pick for club and country. You know, w- would you swap Celtic for Bournemouth? Is he at the stage, Gordon, where it takes serious money to, oh, yeah. to get him out of Celtic? Yeah, I don't think Bournemouth will be the club for him. I think um, he's better than that. The lad's the number one pick just now. Uh, I know Christie's in such form, but McGregor is a boy. He's a guy that makes everything tick, and he's played in all different positions. I've I've watched him playing wide left. I've watched him playing in front. I've watched him sitting there in that holding role, getting on the ball and making things tick. He's far better in Bournemouth, and that's not being disrespectful to them. They're in English Premier League. They'll be paying big money, but this boy... I would not expect to see him leave Celtic to go there. And you look down south at the likes of MacArthur, Armstrong, McGinn. For me, Callum McGregor's better than any of them. They're all excelling in England. 01419511025. Let's hear from you. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. First up is Alec, who is a Celtic fan. Your thoughts ahead of Thursday, Alec? Hi, lads. How are you doing? Hi, Alec. I obviously looking forward to Thursday. As I was saying, Andy, it's turning out the atmosphere is like a Champions League night. Uh, obviously Celtic it's been noticed that they've spent a lot of money in the light system and everything else it just adds to the adds to the occasion so it does uh, at the beginning of the season obviously it's no secret how bad a state Celtic were in we shot ourselves in the foot everything you know just went everything that we tried today was gone the other way you look at his new Callum McGregor we're talking, you're talking about a mayor in midfield Ryan Christie Scott Brown and Cham. Now we keep on talking about Scott Brown. I think in Cham has got a long way to getting back into that team. When I watched it on Saturday, obviously I was at Celtic Park on Saturday, and Cham came on, and after about 20 minutes, he, the, his pace had slowed right down. And Christie, the guy's so dynamic, you know, he can tackle, he can shoot, he can score, he can pick a pass. The boys get everything. And as for McGregor, you know, I, 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 me, I didn't think in my wildest dreams that he'd be able to step right in. Do the job that Scott's Brown's doing, but he's doing it with mere tempo. He's doing it. Every pass is a forward pass. Everything's to try and set something up. And that's need. That's need late in Scott Brown. Scott Brown's did a magnificent job for Celtic in the last ten years. What about Alex? First point um, about it, you know the atmosphere and all the rest of it. It's going to be. A sellout. We know the Europa League, Roger, doesn't get everyone going the way the Champions League does, but surely it's enough to get you going when it comes down to the final match day and you only need a point to progress. That That's when you, you get a Champions well, League feel to, I, I, to the I, night. I know what you mean, but you know the Celtic fans and the Rangers fans across the city, to be fair to them, have turned the Europa League almost into that kind of Champions League feel this season. I don't know whether... It's you know the sort of competition, if you like, Gordon. That you know one they're playing in the same night. One wants to get ahead of the other. Everybody's talking about it, but the atmospheres at Celtic Park and Ibrox for these Europa League group games have really been like Champions League nights. You listen to you know people from 
the likes of Leipzig when they came to Celtic Park couldn't believe it. The likes of Rapid Vienna when they came to Ibrox couldn't believe what they were coming into. It says a great deal for the Celtic and the Rangers fans. And I think we said at the top of the show, wouldn't it be great for the two of them to get through to the last 32? Keep it all going, keep the chat going. I think the Europa League, it's not the Champions League, of course it isn't. But it's been a revelation with the two teams in it this season. Uh, you know, it really has. It's made Thursday nights have been absolutely brilliant. I know it knocks games, league games into Sunday. I've thoroughly enjoyed the Europa League. I hope the two of them get through into the last 32. What about Salzburg, Gordon? If you can second guess their mindset, it's all very well saying the right things and saying, yeah, we want a perfect record mm-hmm. um, and we, we want to top the group with, a, with, with winning every game. But when you've already qualified, can you really approach it the same way you would if you if you needed a result, perhaps? Sometimes when you've already qualified, Gordon, no pressure on you. You can go out there and just play. Just go out there with no pressure and go and play. And that sometimes works against a team like Celtic who are looking thinking, right, a point's enough, three would be terrific. You're up against a quality side and even if the manager makes changes to safeguard some of his players, remember you're playing for your positions, you're playing for competition, you're wanting to show the manager that you can play at that level, you want to be on the side. So it's not all done and dusted because they've won the group. They've still want to Finish perfectly Celtic are at home In front of that big crowd I've got a sneaky feeling Celtic have got enough to do this I really do Final word to you Alec uh, Definitely You know The atmosphere In Thursday Is going to I mean the last game The last Europa League game We played It was off the scale And I'm thoroughly Looking forward to Going Thursday We're not going to go And try and sit in for a draw We're going to go Full pelt and go for the victory because it's, it's a Celtic way and it's odd. It's the only way that we know. Okay, thank you to Alec on the line. 01419511025 to join in. Uh, Twitter, if you would prefer, is at Clyde SSB. Brian is a Celtic fan in Tullybody. Hi, Brian. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Hey, Not Brian. bad, Brian. I was nearly going to wrap some knuckles there. I just heard a wee bit at the Ooh. end that kind of tethered me a wee bit. Listen, guys, as many seasons we have uh, talked about. Our, our wonderful we left back we KT and as many seasons have been oh the the, 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 the legal come from south they'll come looking and they'll come calling you can't go selling our best players with with a chat like that the media the media are saying you know oh now it's Callum McGregor because Callum's hit a wee purple patch Callum McGregor's not a season pro yet Callum McGregor's out of this world playing football this season but until he's a season pro these teams, you know, and I'm not talking about your Bournemouths and things like that. Celtic are playing quite well just now. Now remember, we're going to go back to the beginning of the season here because we had a wee couple of conversations. This was our crisis season. This was where it was going to come off. The wheels are coming off the, the, the cart. And uh, Brendan Rodgers is going to get found out. We have a very good Rangers team coming up and all that. But that's not happened. That's not happened. Teams are tighter. Teams are tighter, we've dropped points. But these football players are finding their feet in Scottish football right now. They're making Scotland a better team. They're making Scotland a more attractive prospect. They're making the league a more attractive prospect. I'll give you Callum McGregor, I'll give you Christie. KT, I would say he's now a seasoned pro. He's a fantastic player. You've got Roderick. Guys, I hear you saying, oh, teams will come in. And they'll take a wee look, and they'll take a wee look. They can take a look all they want, but unless they come in with the twenty million pounds, and that's what I put, 
that's why I put Callum McGregor at the right because if he goes down to England, like we sold um, Van Dyke, didn't he? Um, Southampton. Van Dyke ended up a sixty-five million pound player. So if McGregor plays and continues to go down and continues to go down the road and ends up doing in England and ends up a, a fifty or a forty million pound player, how's he know that the new? You know, if we're trying to sell these guys, the point is the media should be encouraging young Scottish players to continue to make our league attractive. No, because the prospect you didn't you didn't lack ambition because you didn't end up in England. Well, Scott, Scott, Brown's, Scott Brown's shown that over the years As has James Forrest Who have both been very loyal to Celtic Could probably have gone to England in the past Have stayed at Celtic And are going to end up as two of the most decorated players In Celtic's history Now when the media And you're talking about yeah. my paper here Brian When we write these stories We're, we're not saying Callum McGregor has to go south We're just reflecting the, the, the reality of the situation Which was Eddie Howe and Bournemouth Have sent scouts up to watch Callum McGregor because they view Callum McGregor as a possible replacement for Lewis Cook. Now, that's not to say the lad's going to go. If Eddie Howe comes in and bids, for argument's sake, £10 million, then he's not going to go anywhere. If Eddie Howe comes in and bids £30 million, then maybe he is going to go. But all the media are doing is telling the facts of the matter that Bournemouth are interested in a player. We are not saying the player has to go anywhere. The player could turn around and do what Scott Brown and James Forrest and that some of other, you know, the rest of his teammates have done, and just stay for a very long time, win an awful lot of silverware, and probably be very happy in their careers. Yeah, I would, I would agree that there will be people coming in, there will be people looking at these players, but I just feel that there's this um, thing to unsteady the ship, that you know, the the banner headlines, you know, just it's it doesn't seem to me that. You value your. I mean, and I'm talking about the, the 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 paper that you work for. They don't seem to value the Scottish uh, league, value it in a way that that we as supporters. I mean, I, I went to see Celtic on Saturday there, and I sat with my jaw open. And that has not been the first time. I mean, seven years we've won the league. It's not been the first time that that's happened. But I saw a, a style of football and a, a manner of football that should be encouraged in Scotland. Uh, it should be applauded. 100%. And listen, nobody backs Scottish football more than we do. Well, Gordon, just said, you... Gordon just said about three minutes ago that he thought Callum McGregor was too good for Bournemouth. So if that's not backing him, then I'm, I'm not really sure what is. But uh, time is against us, so we'll leave that one there. 0141 on the phones. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Rangers fans want to hear from you on the possibility of Stephen Davis returning. Is that something you'd be in favour of? Yes or no? Give us a call or send us a tweet. Let me talk to you about this first, though. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas in partnership with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington. Caring about children in Glasgow and the West. Huge thank you if you have already donated to Clyde One's Mission Christmas this year. Well underway and one way that you can join in is by joining us for Christmas Jumper Day on Thursday in two days time, Gordon DL. Have you got yours looked out? Is someone in the office going to have to run over 
to Clydebank Shopping Centre and buy you one at five to six? Uh, is that a possibility? It's looking that way, Gordon. Right, well, listen, hopefully you're a bit more reliable than Gordon DL. You can get involved, get your whole work involved, ask your teacher if the class can take part, whether you're a taxi driver, whatever it may be, get the jumper on, wear it with a smile, and donate to Cash for Kids Mission Christmas at the same time. You can donate just £5 by texting the word Clyde to 70808. That's Clyde to 70808. Every single penny goes towards helping children who need it most in Glasgow and the West. That's uh, Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms, Hillington. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Your usual Tuesday night duel of Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, a couple of ways for you to get in touch the traditional method of giving us a call, or if you would rather tweet, we are at Clyde SSB. Uh, we were talking about Celtic's midfield earlier on. Stephen Ray's on saying he agrees with the caller, Alec, regarding Cham. He's not kicked on this season, and I am one of his biggest fans, he says. Celtic should go to Porto, offer Cham in a swap deal. Uh, and get Juan Quintero Who they loaned to River Plate His deal's just about up After winning the Libertadores There we go That's a, We've covered off mm-hmm. a couple of continents there Stephen's keeping an eye on uh, Various players across the globe Trying to figure out who could come and make a difference Let's hear about uh, Steve Davis Shall we, Roger um, Another story doing the rounds at the moment um, There's always been that Notion, that idea That he could one day come back Two Rangers And that's intensified now With Southampton's new manager Suggesting that yes The time might be right For him to, to leave the club Yeah well listen Ralph Hasenhutl has come in He has He's, he's wanting to clear a few players out Because he'll want to bring His own players in in January I think Gordon As any manager would um, Stephen Davis turns 34 years of age On New Year's Day He is able to speak to other clubs About a pre-contract for next summer On New Year's Day um, My understanding is Southampton have said to him Listen We'll let you go in January Without a fee um, he's been club captain Just to mark his, his service at the club uh, And they've put everyone on alert now That Stephen Davis can can move mm. next month um, Personally, I think he'd, he'd Just probably what Rangers need just now You saw how Rangers struggled To create things In the game against Aberdeen last Wednesday night Again in the game at Dens Park At the weekend And Stephen Davis is the type You saw it in the first time at Rangers He won three league titles the first time he was at Rangers He does have that creativity about him um, it's not going to be a long-term signing But maybe for, for 18 months or so It could ju- be just what Stephen Gerrard needs in there Well his former teammate Stephen Naismith Says a return to Ibrox could be too good to turn down The heart striker said Davis would do a great job for Stephen Gerrard But says he will have plenty of offers to consider Dave was a great player He's a, He was a fantastic player When I played with him at Rangers And he's went on and had a very good career in England um, He's got a wealth of knowledge of of not only how to play the position, um, but lead a team, and um, I'm sure he'll have a lot of offers. To be honest, so it'll be if it's one of the things that he wants to move on for Southampton, then he'll choose the right right decision. Having played with him, though, you know he's a man that he could come back up here and slot into that Rangers team very well. Indeed. I think, to be honest, Rangers would be a, bit, a big draw for him. Um, but like I said, there'll be a few I'd imagine that will want to tap into that experience he's got. Let's hear from you 01419511025 Craig and Cumbernauld What do you think? Yeah uh, Hi guys How you doing? I was hi, talking to the, the producer there And I was saying That he's exactly what we need um, I think like everybody Was kind of impressed With Ajari and Koulibaly To start the season But they two have just been Completely off the boil um, And their lone players I think Davis is, is the type of player Especially his experience In England They could fit into that Holding role That Gerrard's Seemingly looking for A holding midfielder On a number 10 Obviously Still need to get number 10 from somewhere But 
Um, and I think I was kind of sceptical about McGregor coming back. He's made me my words. He's the only reason we're still where we are in the league in, in Europe. Um, so, obviously, I don't think Davis can make that kind of difference. But I think in terms of the midfield, the lad, the experience, um, and I think just like I think Naismith was saying there, um, he's quite a the reading of the game. He's also had a great reading of the game. Um, I'm a huge Barry Ferguson fan, but when he was in the team with Barry Ferguson, he was actually head and shoulders at times above Ferguson in terms of his, his, his work rate, his, his reading of the game. Um, that's a controversial thing to say, maybe, but I think he was head and shoulders above Ferguson, particularly the, the year, um, I think it was what was my second title, the year Ferguson left. Um, he was outstanding. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to see him come back, but I do think the two lone guys I mentioned I think they've just completely went off the boil and everybody was talking about how good they were at the start of the season but I've got another point as well um, it's about Gordon uh, saying let's deal with that one first uh, Craig and then we'll we'll, uh, get, we'll get back to your second point right uh, Gordon DL Stephen Davis for you I think when you go to sign any player Gordon you ask yourself one question is he better than what we've got and he is better than what Rangers have got in the middle of the park uh, he's got great experience he knows the club He's been there He knows what it's all about He knows what the club's about He's a terrific footballer So Roger's right I don't see it being Because of his age I don't see it being The longer term Solution But just now To bring him in for Say The rest of the season And another year I think it'd be a great addition I really do I mean if it was only going to be One Roger I don't know that I'm, I'm throwing that out there Hypothetically Would Should Rangers prioritise Someone a bit further forward This creative Number 10 if you want to call it that Or You know Would would that one midfielder be Stephen Davis It's difficult to say Stephen Gerrard seems to like The 4-3-3 three, three formation two, You know Two wide attacking players A lot of Rangers best stuff this season Either through Tavernier and Candace On the right hand side Or when they were fit Barisic and Kent On the left hand side They haven't really created a lot Through the middle As Craig says Both Ajari and Koulibaly Have sort of gone off the ball So I think If Rangers in the second half of the season Had a midfield of Scott Arfield Stephen Davis and say Ryan Jack I think that would probably be better than what you know Rangers have been able to produce certainly in the last few weeks since Koulibaly Ejaria and others have, have sort of you know faded from their early season form On you go Craig Yeah I would agree with that and I think um, obviously Gerard sees young McCrory's a, a whole midfielder as well and I think he's somebody potentially could learn from Davis in terms of the, the midfield role as well but um, my second point was I don't know if I heard Gordon correctly and I was saying to the guy uh, just before I get through he was saying that Callum McGregor's too good for Bournemouth I don't know if it's been picked up on already but Bournemouth are actually three points behind Man United in eighth in the Premier League Yeah I was actually waiting to pick you up on that a bit yeah. later on but on you go yeah, that, defend that, yourself that, that, That's fine and Bournemouth play in a, a fantastic league but I just think McGregor has got potential I don't Sorry, think Gordon, he... do you think he's better than Stuart Armstrong? <laughs> Well, um, just now I would probably say yes, and I'm a big Armstrong fan. But it'll be interesting to see how Armstrong does down there. Uh, he's starting to come about his game now, scoring a few goals as well. I've always liked Armstrong, I've always said he it. He used to be your favourite, so yeah, I'm actually yes. quite surprised you just said just that McGregor's think, better. I just think McGregor, for, he's just come on leaps and bounds, Gordon. He's got everything you need in the modern day game uh, as a footballer. Fantastic brain, great passer, he can score, he can get by people. He's just added so much to his game. And I'm not being, Craig, honestly, I'm not being disrespectful here, but I just feel leaving Celtic to go to Bournemouth. I'm not saying, I'm saying 
the fact that I think he'll get better offers if he keeps playing the way he's playing. Whether he wants to take the offers up is another another matter. But I think the boy is playing so well that there'll be more in Bournemouth interested in him. And it's interesting, Gordon, you know, Daz's favourite, Stuart Armstrong and Southampton lost at the weekend 1-0 to Cardiff. Who, who was it? Patterson, yeah, yeah. It was Callum Patterson, your yeah, other Yeah, but I was yeah. always right about that because I said he was a centre-forward and he wasn't a right-back. Okay. And you must admit that. And it and it's come out that he is a centre-forward and he's not a right-back. Okay. Craig, what do you think? Um, I, I don't know. I, 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 for me, I think Armstrong's done really well. He scored a couple of goals for Southampton the other week. Um, I, the thing is, it's, it seems kind of. I, I don't know if it was the last call I was talking about twenty million pounds, but I mean Armstrong went to Southampton for what was it seven? Van Dijk went for about thirteen. So it's obviously these these figures get inflated, but I don't know where the, the the figures from McGregor, you know, about twenty million pounds are getting quoted for. Dembele went for about nineteen. Well, you, Craig, you'll always get you'll always get people thrown out. Aye, to be fair, I don't think anyone's actually no. said that as a. Yeah. A serious figure in terms of <laughs> what could happen It goes back to the, the old thing You're only worth what someone's prepared to pay for you If he, if he, I don't think I think Callum McGregor I was watching him on Saturday as well And coming up And the way he was going about his business with the press He looks very happy at Celtic So we're not wanting to see our best talent leave Scotland But sometimes these clubs with big money It's just a compliment Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is, Gordon It is a compliment And as a player, you like that You know know you're doing your job well Thanks to Craig and Cumbernauld He's all for uh, Rangers potentially Trying to get Stephen Davis back So Stephen Ray on Twitter He says, yes please 18 months we could get out of him He'll instantly become the best midfielder we have And would be a massive player for us James is a Rangers fan in the West End You're not quite as sure though, James no, I'm not. Listen, first of all, thanks for getting me on, guys. I've been totally enjoying the show. Um, no, it's not for me. It's not a big one. Um, Stephen Davis, a big, big fan. He's a fellow Ulsterman. Obviously, did fantastic well for Rangers previously, but just when I was hearing about it, inspires very little confidence. I think about that's potentially our signing in January. Um, I can always plenty of experience. He's 34. He's Tidy footballer, but my big worry is when I think of this old firm game coming up, obviously Celtics who we're competing against. He's very lightweight. We've got Encham, we've got Brown, we've got midfielders if they're going to be playing, they could potentially run right through us. And it's someone really can try and add a wee bit of bite to our midfield. I know Ryan Jack can do it. Well, thought Kulabali was going to do it, but. Um, I'd be looking for more of a competitive midfielder and I said I'm one of the biggest fans of Steve Davis being from Northern Ireland myself but yeah, it doesn't inspire an awful lot of confidence I have to say What do you make of that Roger? Oh, uh, uh, listen I'll be fascinated to see A. Stephen Gerrard's selection for the Old Firm game December the 29th at Ibrox and also the way he goes about the game because for me he didn't come out and take Celtic on at all at Celtic Park earlier in the season the Rangers lost the game 1-0 um, it could have been more for Celtic Celtic were dominant in the game um, Stephen Gerrard can't allow Rangers to perform like that at Ibrox in front of their own fans on December the 29th so he'll have to be more attack minded and you know a very interesting midfield three I think if they're fit it's Candias, Morelos and Kent as the front three but but who goes in behind is, is it Arfield is it Jack does he gamble with someone like a because for me in, in a game against Celtic that, that would be a gamble and who does he play alongside Conor Goldson as well? So, you know, Stephen Gerrard's team, it doesn't look... We talk about a settled Celtic team now with, without Brown and without Cham. 
you couldn't really hang your hat on what would be Stephen Gerrard's first choice Rangers eleven. I don't think he knows what his his best team is, Roger. Um, I think that Rangers fans are a bit frustrated with the Chapman changing all the time. Um, it doesn't seem to be, but I've always had this thing about Rangers and the new signings. I'm not convinced of the, the centre-backs. I think they're there and they can lose goals very easily. I thought defending at the weekend was poor. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, we need a number 10, we need a mid-left part. It's very difficult for any manager to go and sign 15 new players and hope everyone just settles right in. It doesn't happen. But I think if he's going to get a bit more quality, James is saying there about, you know, Stephen Davis. Um, I would rather get into the, the game on the 29th of December with Stephen Davis and my team than what they've got just now. Because I think it would make Rangers better. I'm not saying he's, he's he's going to change everything around for Rangers, but he's a better player and a better midfield player than what Rangers have presently got just now. So it'll be interesting to see over the coming weeks. Roger's saying there about, you know, 29th. I think Rangers have got a lot of important games yeah, before 100%, that. Yeah, 100%. What, what is the main concern, James? Is it, you know, you mentioned age. Is it the, the, the legs, the mobility that can, I'm not saying it has, but can sometimes leave a player at that stage of his career? I think, I think my main concern is that he's going to come with obviously a fairly big wage packet for Rangers um, and I think that if that is our marquee signing in Johnny, that's what we're going for. I think just I age, eggs, what we're really up against, uh, you know. So uh, I love Stephen Davis. I think absolutely he's, he's going to be better than an awful lot of, of what we've got at the minute. But as a Rangers fan, ambition to see the club getting back with a Previously were Obviously it's going to be Very very tough But I'll just be hoping And praying that We might have been able To get something better But You know If it's the best We're going to get Obviously it'll, it'll be An improvement But No not not, uh, not delighted Or jumping for joy With that one Unfortunately But Who knows we can wait, wait and see Maybe he'll come in Maybe he'll do a cracking job Wait and see I suppose Wait and see Good man That was James A Rangers fan from the West End It's 01419511025 To come on and agree or disagree With anything you've heard so far uh, We have heard from Celtic goalkeeper Craig Gordon Looking ahead to Celtic's Europa League match uh, We'll do the same with Jordan Rossiter After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Roger Hanna's here, Gordon DL is here as well And they're waiting for you to join them So give us a call on the phones or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB uh, Where are we on Twitter? Anything worth looking at at the moment? Uh, no 0141 on the phones Johnny is a Celtic fan from Motherwell Hi Johnny how we doing guys, alright? Yeah, so thanks for getting me on No problem, what made you call tonight then? Uh, we should just to touch up on the, the Callum McGregor um, The story so far And I, I was listening to Craig for Cumbernauld and that there If he's as good as, as Stuart Armstrong I think Callum McGregor's head and shoulders above every other midfielder in Scotland um, And I think he's Scotland's best midfielder by a mile um, I actually spent about 15-20 minutes of the game at the weekend Solely watching him um, and his movement and his passing and his technique and his first touch is is, is, is unbelievable. He's so versatile. He can slot in at left back, slot in at centre defensive mid, centre attacking mid. He can play it in the left, and he always gives him one hundred percent. I think maybe comparing them to like Ryan Christie, Tom Rogic, and, and James Forrest. Obviously, they're all on, on for him as well. But 
I think for me, the first pick for my Celtic team would, would always be Callum McGregor. And I would never have thought, maybe a few seasons ago, that Scott Brown's successor as such would be would be Callum McGregor. But I definitely think that now. Well, um, you, listen, Johnny, the, the most important thing is that your opinion is probably shared by Brendan Rodgers. I think when Brendan Rodgers gets his team sheet out at the minute, Callum McGregor's probably the first name on it. Um, Brendan's spoken about it a few times and he loves the way... Callum McGregor protects the ball, and he doesn't just mean you know keeps it off, you know keep protects it himself. The way you know his passes always find teammates. The, the sort of picture he has of, of the field, if you know what I mean, you know, where his teammates are going, where they're going to be, where he can pass them, where he can find them, and he is a key component now to that Celtic team. And when Salzburg arrive in town for this game on Thursday night, Callum McGregor will undoubtedly be. Central to what Celtic are trying to do Is he the best midfielder in Scotland Gordon as Johnny says um, He's certainly the most improved And I know people can argue Christie's up there as well But I've said in the programme On his day And everybody playing top of their form I think Tom Rogic is the best midfield player But McGregor sitting in that role Who'd have thought Scott Brown's done absolutely nothing wrong Apart from he got injured I think it was against Hibs at Celtic Park and McGregor's fit it into this system. It's a four-one-four-one now, and it and it's tailor-made for him. It's absolutely tailor-made for him. And the boy has got everything in his locker. He's a top, top player, and um, he must be an absolute joy to work with because Brendan Rodgers can go and play, play that boy in a lot of positions, and he'll certainly not let them down. Johnny, yeah, I agree with that. And to kind of to touch on even even Scotland with the likes of Callum McGregor. Obviously, we've got the, the Euro qualifying group um, with the likes of Russia and Co, but if first comes to worst, then we don't get out of that. And we've got our, our qualifier against us at Finland, I think. Um, if Scotland don't qualify this this coming year with the, the pool of players that we've got, especially in midfield, then I think there's something wrong. And you look at guys like the, uh, actually, obviously, the forum keeps up and bearing in mind if we don't get any injuries, but Armstrong done at Southampton, Christie, McGregor. Um, Tierney's obviously the best the best left back we've got is well, apart from Andy Robertson, but I think that's another argument. But um For, Forrest and Fraser in the, in the wide areas as well, Johnny. What's that, sorry? Forrest and Fraser in the wide areas for Scotland I, as well. Exactly. Personally I think that's that's something else. I think Tierney and Robertson should play in the same wing and Forrest and Fraser should play in the other wing, but that's that's something else to speak about. But I'm looking I'm looking forward to Thursday night. Um I heard the guys speak earlier about um Salzburg and I'm not going to be naive and think it's going to be an easier game because they've already qualified. These guys are top professionals and they've got a chance to go, obviously, six games um, without getting beat. So I think it will be a tough game. Yeah, um, I mean, Roger, but, I saw quotes from Manus de Boer who obviously played against Scotland for Israel at Hamden not so long ago. I think Salzburg played in front of a crowd under 2,000 at the weekend. Yeah. And this week they're going to be in front of 60,000 60, fans. Television, all the rest of it So, I mean, that's clearly enough for you to, to raise your game, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is Manus de Boer has, has shown his class in the past A very, very good striker And it's a good Salzburg team You have to remember They reached the semi-finals of Euro- Europa League last season But, you know, before getting knocked out they're, they're no mugs I just feel though You know, Celtic's need Is greater than Salzburg's need On Thursday night Salzburg are already clear They're already through um, they too have a lot of fixtures at home as well Trying to win the Austrian league again I just think Celtic have, mm. I just feel the whole thing's moving towards Celtic 
Getting the positive result they require Good to have you on for the first time Johnny give us a call back Any time uh, Let's hear from Jordan Rossiter He says the one all draw with Dundee Felt like the lowest of the low But admits they've got a chance To put it right Against Vienna on Thursday uh, The midfielder's calling on his teammates To be more clinical in front of goal But says it's been A frustrating period for him Not playing regularly That's football You know you can be The highest of high One week and then obviously Today the lowest of low But as I say We just need to keep on chipping away And I'm sure it'll work out Obviously the lads have got a massive You know Europa League playoff on Thursday I think you know we go and win that and then I think it's not forgotten about but it's definitely a step in the right direction the reals are that we need to go over there and win so I think we need to just show up and our attack and play and then I'm sure the lads will you know we've been good in Europe so I think they'll come out on top you know, to me to the side you know I've just been waiting patiently and you know working hard and open don't get me wrong it's been very frustrating at times not getting really a sniff since obviously I think October now but as I say I just need to keep on working and hopefully get more chances in the future well, we'll talk about Steven Gerrard perhaps not knowing what his best team is And you saw it again at the weekend, it was an after change Jordan Rossiter was back in, Joe Worrell was back in the team He had Gresda and Kent and Candias all playing That didn't work on Kami Jaria, that, that didn't work particularly well either So you wonder if he's just going to have to make a decision for these games between now and the winter break And just pick an 11, you know whether Jordan Rossiter's in it or not is a separate argument Pick an 11 and stick with that 11 and allow them to bed bed in for what is a, a really, really big run-in. It starts on Thursday, a chance for Rangers. You would never have thought this when they started against, was it Scoopy of Macedonia in the first of the qualifiers, that come the middle of December, they would be sitting with a, a chance of getting through to the last 32 of Europa League. It's a, it is actually a great achievement mm. by Steven Gerrard and the players. So Thursday is huge, but so too are the league games between then and the old firm game in the 29th and I just think it's maybe time now to pick an 11 and stick with the 11 uh, Martin's a Rangers fan from Boness on the line what's in your mind tonight Martin? Uh, a bit of worry but I'll go back to a statement that Gerard made uh, maybe a couple of months ago when he says that if the players are up to scratch you'll quite happily replace them and um, whether that was said to motivate them or no but I hope he actually comes through with it because um, so the last few weeks the last few games um uh, Everybody at your man, apart from McGregor and Morelos, have been way understanded. And I'm worried about the run of games that we've got. I'm not even that thinking about tomorrow, uh, Thursday's game um, against Rapid Vienna. This run of games we've got before the old firm game, I am very worried that become the end of the 29th of December, we could be sitting maybe 10 points or more away from the top. I'm worried that we could be finishing the top three or four this season simply because of the lack of how many players that seem to be dropping forward. And I can understand players dropping form, but so many players dropping form to kind of make basic passes through a first touch is terrible, basic defending errors is quite no one's playing with confidence and imagination. I hope Stephen Davis does come in because I think he is what we're missing in the midfield because much of our play is down the wide and we don't seem to have a plan B. Davis can mix things up a get a wee bit and maybe spark us in and really at least a life. But that's January. I really need to focus on just now and just now I worry that we're going to be so far ahead come January that well, it's going to be end of season become. I do think it'll be the end of the season before um, December finishes. Well, I mean, it's, it's two points at the moment, Gordon. But Martin's forecasting in the next couple of weeks. Clearly, looking back on on what he saw at Dens Park, for instance, and I mean, he's fearing the worst. Do you are you as fearful, or do you think there's cause for optimism there? No, I think I think football turns very quickly, Gordon. Yes, they had a bad um, couple of games, Aberdeen at home, then Dundee. I thought the performance, I thought the defending was shocking uh, at the weekend. Uh, there's one or two players struggling Gresda for instance uh, I've still to see what he is bringing to the party uh, He's not had a lot of game time But he just doesn't float my boat when I see him I think Rangers are very um, 
average in the middle of the park. And if it wasn't for a fact that, and how many times have we said this in the programme? They've counted on their goalkeeper, which is a bit worrying at times. And he's a top class goalkeeper. And at the other end, they've got a problem with Morelos because he is a goal scorer. He makes a big difference to Rangers, but they have to keep him on the pitch. And, and how costly have the red cards been? Not just Morelos's red card against Aberdeen, Arfield's red card against Hearts as well. They, they miss Arfield when he's not there because he's the most likely of the midfield three to get beyond the striker and score a goal. I really think they've missed him. They'd missed Morelos badly at the weekend. They really did. And they need to keep them on the pitch. You know, it's all very well saying Morelos has been their best outfield player. Not when he's sitting in the stand, he hasn't been. Yeah, Gabby Amato, presumably not the actual one, is on Twitter making a similar point. He says, the number one pick without a doubt is Arfield. Both sticky spells we've had this season is when he's been injured or suspended. He's the only one that gets close to Morelos. His unselfish running beyond goes unnoticed. I, I know you were more concerned about the, the overall picture in December, Martin, but just finally, your thoughts on Thursday's game? Uh, uh Optimistic, we'll say that another thing. I, I like you said, uh, someone just says that you know footballs can swings and roundabouts. But uh, firstly, I'm looking forward to watching the game, um, but I'm not um, confident we can progress. I hope we do, um, and if we do, it'll be a great achievement for us. But our my main focus is on this league and stopping ten in a row. To be honest, with you, that's my main concern. Um, the Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Big thank you to Martin in Bowness. It's time for Beat the Pundit though. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are ready. And if you're ready and you want to take them on tonight, then give us a call right now. 0141 951 1025. Remember, just for getting through tonight, even if you flop miserably, you will win two tickets to a Legends of Scottish football event with Colin Steen and Willie Johnson right here in Glasgow on the 10th of January. An ideal time of year to win those tickets, either for yourself or for someone's Christmas present. So Gordon's here, Roger's here. Give us a call if you want to play. You only have until the news at 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Gordon D. and Roger Hanna joining me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've already been hearing from the likes of Craig Gordon looking ahead to Celtic's game on Thursday. Uh, we looked into the possibility of Stephen Davis coming back to Rangers. And uh, if you want to get your thoughts in on any of those topics, keep them coming and we will turn our attentions to a big game in the Premiership tonight as well after we do this. Beat the Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the Pundit time, Roger and Gordon, one of them is going to take on John from Dunoon. How are you, John? Not bad, how's yourselves? Not too bad, boosted of course John By the fact that even if you make a complete backside of this and get zero You still walk away with the two tickets to the Legends of Scottish Football event With Colin Steen and Willie Johnson Happy with that? Aye, certainly I'm, that'll be a great night out Are you going to go yourself or is this going to be a wee stocking filler for someone? I'm not sure yet No sure, just go yourself John, honestly Be selfish, that's what Gordon DL would do <laughs> Alright? Yes Still no Christmas decorations in the house by the way? No Not a single one? No Not a card up? No No trees No And by the way in fact This is a shout out to Gordon's neighbour If you sent Gordon a card And wrote the Dazzler on the front He can't read your handwriting And he doesn't know who it is <laughs> For what it's worth He won't send you one back anyway Because he's miserable But just so that you know He doesn't know who you are Because he can't read your writing Is that fair? Well you couldn't either 
Yeah, he actually brought it in, Roger, uh, for a bit of support to see if anyone could decipher the writing. Uh, but like I say, he won't send one back anyway because he's miserable. Let's crack on <laughs> with Beat the Pundit. Heads, it's going to be Roger. Tails, it's Gordon. And it is Tails, Gordon DL, up against John from the noon. Let me give Gordon some Clyde 2 in his ear. So that he doesn't know what you're saying John will get the clock up and running You've got 30 seconds You're going head to head with Gordon The secret is that you can pass Your time starts Now are you ready? Yes Danny Mullen and which other St Mirren player Are out injured till the new year? Pass Who do Aberdeen face tonight at Pitaudry? Pass Monty Mole is the mascot of which Scottish team? Pass How many times did Nacho Novo win the Scottish Cup with Rangers? In which decade did Dundee last win the Scottish top flight? Eighth. Mother's Andy Rose will join which MLS team in January? Who is Celtic's top scorer in all competitions this season? Edward. Okay, let me bring Gordon back. Gordon, are you with us? Yeah, go for it. Right, same set of questions to you, shall we? Yeah. Danny Mullen and which other St Mirren player are out injured until the new year? Pass Who do Aberdeen face tonight at Monty Mole is the mascot of which Scottish team? St Hesmeer How many times did Nacho Novo win the Scottish Cup with Rangers? Three What decade did Dundee last win Scottish top flight? 70s Motherwell's Andy Rose will join which MLS team in January? Ah, uh, Don't know who is Celtic's top scorer in all competitions this season? Uh, Edward Forrest! I have to accept your Forrest. first answer. Uh, John, what do you think? Uh, okay, I think you've got me there. Well, John, I was worried because I was there was me saying to you, even if you get a big fat zero, John, you've still won the tickets. In my head, I'm thinking that's never going to happen. At one stage, John, <laughs> it, it looked like it just might happen. Uh, Let, <laughs> let's go through. Uh, Danny Mullen and which other St Mirren player will now be out until the new year, Roger? Kel McGuinness. It is. Who did nah. Aberdeen face tonight at Pitaudry? It is Livingston, Gordon DL. Got that one, John didn't. So it's 1 0 to Gordon. Monty Mole. Montrose? Yeah, Montrose, Monty. Oh, I would never so got there that. There we go. Uh, John was sort of in the right neck of the woods, uh, geography wise, but yep, it is Montrose. So still 1 0 to Gordon. How many times did Nacho Novo win the Scottish Cup with Rangers? You both said three, incidentally. Two. One. Oh. 2009. Against Falkirk. Oh, right. Uh, so. Still 1-0 to Gordon Not a classic Not a classic um, Gordon DL had his usual panic When I mentioned the word decade Because he's not entirely sure What the word decade means But you said 80s So you were No he said 70s He said Well it doesn't matter The answer was 60s uh, So still 1-0 After 5 <laughs> questions Terrible And after 6 I mean Honestly Your membership of the Muddle Supporters Club Will be getting revoked uh, after this I read Andy it tonight. Rose I thought you would have been in tears over I, this I, I, news I've last read night. It and I can't remember who it was Where's he going Roger? Vancouver Whitecaps Vancouver Whitecaps So it is still 1-0 Forest Which means it all comes down to the last question Who is Celtic's top scorer in all competitions Forrest, this season? He actually said Edward Forrest Did he not used to play for Muddle? <laughs> Forrest didn't it? Right see As a one-off charity special What? I'll give you the chance to change to Forest if you want. Oh no! Lock it and I'm changing. To Forest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Who is Celtic's top scorer In all competitions This season You are dafter than you look Why on earth Would I have offered you that chance It is odds on Edward You changed your answer To Forrest And John got it right Which means it equalised How stupid Honestly I thought you were Double bluffing Why on earth John only had one right Didn't he no. He hadn't had any right so far Why would I have offered no, you the um, chance uh, to change? It's a Christmas oh. <laughs> Right John you've equalised he got, he got it wrong oh, He wanted to change uh, So we're going to go to the tiebreaker Accept my first answer Roger here's, a, here's the deal I'm going to read you the question John I'll get Gordon to write his answer down And then I'll tell you to give me your oh, attempt no, okay? okay Right in what year did Billy McNeil join Celtic From junior side Blantyre Victoria Gordon write your answer down In what year did Billy McNeil join Celtic Show me your piece of paper oh, please I'm trying to work this out I think it's best that you just guess and don't I know. think Okay uh, John what would your guess be 55 Oh, it's close. Gordon has gone for 1954. John has gone for 1955. And the answer is 1957. He's done you. Well done, John and Danoon. Gordon DL's had an absolute nightmare. And the same ball is on its way to you as the tickets to the Colin Steen and Ronnie Johnson event. Have a good night, John. Well done, Thanks John. You have a great evening. Thank you. And you'll, you'll have your chance to win those tickets for the remainder <sighs> of the week. I cannot believe you fell for that. I thought you were double bluffing. We're going through all the questions. John has not got a single one right, and you're already on one. I know. Why would I offer you the chance to change? Because I like a bit of excitement on a Tuesday night. Unbelievable. But do you not always say I need to take your first answer? You've always said and that. I, I did accept it, but I just thought I would. Yeah. See if you would If you ah, wanted to change it's Christmas <laughs> Christmas spirit 01419511025 If you want to discuss Anything we've covered so far Whether that's Celtic and Rangers in Europe Whether it is uh, The supposed interest In Callum McGregor Whether it's the supposed interest In Steve Davis You can tell us Or we will discuss the following Let's go to Pataudry Dave Galloway is looking ahead to Aberdeen and Livingston Good evening Gordon Aberdeen manager Derek McInnes is challenging his strikers To start delivering goals With James Wilson, Stevie May and Sam Cosgrove Having scored only five times between them In all competitions this season Now that lack of firepower Has played a significant role In the team's inconsistencies During the campaign so far And they'll find it anything but easy Against the hard-working Livingston side Sitting sixth, one place above them in the Premiership table. Aberdeen make two changes tonight. In come Niall McGinn and Sam Cosgrove. Out go Dom Ball and Connor McLennan. So it's Joe Lewis in goals. Shea Logan, Scott McKenna, Andy Considine and Max Lowe across the back. Midfield, Niall McGinn, Graham Shinney, Lewis Ferguson and Scott Wright. Up front, Stevie May and Sam Cosgrove. The substitutes, Cherney, Ball, Gleeson, Forrester, McLennan, Anderson and Wilson. Livingston make three changes. The men coming in, Jack McMillan, Bobby Burns and Craig Sibyl dropping out of the starting lineup. Stephen Lawless, Ricky Lamy and Ryan Hardy. So it's Liam Kelly in goals. It looks like a back four of Jack McMillan, Alan Lithgow, Declan Gallagher and Craig Halkett. Midfield, Keegan Jacobs, Sean Byrne, Bobby Burns and Scott Pittman. Strikers, Craig Sibold and Dolly Menger. The substitutes, Stuart, Cadden, Lawless, Hardy, Robinson, Hamilton and Lawson. And your match referee at Doer, Dull and Dreek Pittori, it's Craig Thompson. Uh, Dave Galloway, hope you don't have a, a Doer, Dull and Dreek evening. Uh, Roger, what an odd team Aberdeen are at the moment. Uh, they get to a League Cup final, they beat Rangers to get there, they go and beat Rangers at Ibrox as well and then... 
They lose to St Johnson They're still in the bottom half of the league They have a set of strikers Who cannot find the back of the net um, it, it, it's, it's difficult to get a real grasp On where they're at at the yeah, moment Yeah and even before The league count final That, that 3-0 defeat to Motherwell at Fir Park I sensed yesterday In his pre-match press conference Derek McInnes is getting a tad fed up With his attacking players um, They're not scoring enough goals They're not creating enough chances um, St Johnson just stayed in the game for a while On Saturday and then pounced with two goals in three minutes to win it. Um, and Aberdeen really have not replaced the, the likes of Adam Rooney. They let Adam Rooney go to Salford City and they haven't replaced him. They've also lost the guile of Kenny McLean in the middle of the park. I think that's been a loss. And of course, they've lost Ryan Christie, who was in loan there last season. And we've all seen what a good player he is. So, you know... It, it's difficult for Derek He's tried his hardest To find strikers to replace Rooney To find the creative players To replace McLean and Christie And he hasn't quite got it You know the, the goal They won at Ibrox with Big ball into the box McKenna slams it in And then they hold on You know they get men behind the ball At home When they're needing to create That's where they're lacking And the strikers As Derek said yesterday Aren't doing enough for the team Yeah this is a difficult fixture Gordon Because Aberdeen at home their fans will turn out there tonight Expecting them to beat Livingston And if there is a side that we've learned so far this league That you just can't take things for granted against It's Livingston Well Livingston will not be phased by going to Pataudry They'll go over there with their usual game plan They'll have three uh, central defenders Two wing backs uh, Any set plays Whether it be free kicks Corner kicks Throw-ins They'll just put it in the mixer And ask questions of Aberdeen but the big point for Aberdeen And the reason they're sitting in 7th And struggling this season Is simple They do not score enough goals The the lad Wilson up front I heard a lot about him He's shown me absolute nothing I don't know what's happened to Stevie May He's gone back So far it's unbelievable You look at Now McGinn back again I don't think he's offering a lot as well I think Derek It's one of those seasons That Derek He's desperate for someone to come in and just start hitting the back of the net And taking a little bit of pressure off them Because I think between all his strikers And Sam Cosgrove as well I don't know what he brings to the party at Aberdeen And if you put the three together They're not even in double figures The three of them Would, would you believe that as we're sitting here in the middle of December Aberdeen are a point behind Livingston This is the Aberdeen team that's been second You know the last two or three seasons The, the only team who, you know, who have pushed Celtic at any stage Of the last two or three seasons And yet they're sitting in the bottom half of the table In the middle of December And it must be a worry for Derek McInnes Yeah, um, Livingston Roger, you just Wonder if, if they're ever going to f- Find it tough, I mean they just keep rolling on Week to week, and clearly the form has, has dipped slightly as you would expect But they still just have that bit in them That they're very hard to beat And they keep bouncing back, when they have bad results They keep bouncing back, you wondered When they lost the opening goal to St Mirren at the weekend if maybe they were going, you know, the bubble was going to go again, and then they go up the other end and they score three goals and they get back into the top six. We're sitting with Livingston, who you have to remember, 18 months ago were a League One team. We're sitting with them above Aberdeen, above Hibernian, above Motherwell on the table. And it's a great credit to Gary Holt and David Martindale and all the players there because they've been absolutely terrific. 01419511025 is the number you need on the phones on Twitter. It is at Clyde SSB. Chris is a Rangers fan in Irvine. Now, what's your point tonight, Chris? Uh, evening, panel. I um, just want to make a point about to get your opinion on the Rangers uh, centre backs um, and who you think should be the 
first choice going forward. I personally think Steven Gerrard is making uh, too many changes in that area. Um, and for me, I would um, have McCauley and bring Katic back in. I think Worrell, he's had a few decent games, but more often than not, he's, he's not been brilliant. And I think Golson, since the start of the season, he's went right off the boil. He's made a few uh, a few mistakes. The one especially on Saturday when I think he was actually trying to hit, let the ball run through to McGregor rather than just launching it out of the park. And even his passing, his passing's been right off the boil as well. So it's just to get your opinion on that. Well, I've been a bit critical of the, the centre defence of Rangers. Um, I don't see where the best... The best partnership, he's trying everything. He's tried them all together. I don't know if there's something in Worrell's contract, Gordon, the fact that he's in loan that he has to play so many games. Could be, because that's what normally happens. They seem to favour, I would think, with the experience of Macaulay. <clears throat> no nonsense centre-half. It's one out of the other three. I think they're all on the same level. I don't think there's any of them outstanding that I would worry that if I lost one through an injury or a suspension, because I think they're the three, it's the, the same standard. Cattage come in, and the Hamilton game, I think, just absolutely killed his confidence. Um, it was all over the place. Goldston, another mistake at the weekend as well. Um, I think that's a big, big problem for Rangers just now. And I don't, I, I really couldn't tell you who I think the best two centre backs are, but I would play Macaulay because he's a no nonsense centre back. He's experienced, he's a talker, he's an organiser And then I would just play one of the other three Roger, we've not seen Katic since he came off at half-time against Motherwell Now that was a game Rangers absolutely blew Motherwell away It was 7-1 Katic did get turned for the goal If you were being hypercritical that day um, The games leading up to that were the Moscow game of course Where Rangers attacked well but defended poorly um, but we've not we've not seen him since then. That was the that was the eleventh of November, wasn't it? The Motherwell game off at half time, and not seen since. Is he? I mean, is is he considerably worse than the rest? Is is he not getting a fair opportunity? No, he's not considerably worse than the rest at all. Um, I would tend to agree with Daz at the minute that if you're bringing Gareth McCauley to the club at the age of thirty nine, I think you're bringing him to play him. So I think McCauley should play, and I think he should probably play with Goldson. The issue with the centre halves. They haven't played a lot of football at this level. Connor Goldson was a backup to Duffy and Dunk at Brighton. Hasn't played a lot of football in the last couple of years. Katic w- was playing in a lesser league. You know, the, the, he's had to take a step up in quality. Joe Worrell wasn't playing in an average English Championship team. So they haven't had a lot of football. They haven't had a lot of experience. Uh, you, we've seen the good and the bad of Goldson. When he's good, he can be quite a decent player. When he's bad as he was in Moscow And as he was when he made the mistake at Dundee at the weekend You wonder about him But for me going forward I think it should be Goldson and Macaulay for now What do you think Chris? What, what, is, um, it, what is it that you don't I like can, about Goldson then? Because you, you've gone for Macaulay and Katic Roger thinks I just think I just think Goldson is a rest I think uh, he's obviously Like um, Roger was saying He's not played a lot of football And all of a sudden he's coming in And he's playing three games a week and I think it's starting to take a toll on the boy. Uh, at the start of the season, I thought he was decent. He, he, he was breezing through games, but just lately, he's, his passing's way off. Um, and at the weekend, he's trying to let that ball run through. And for life of me, I don't know what he's thinking. He should just launch it out of the park and then start again. So just now, my choice, I would go for Macaulay. Because as you say, he, he's been brought. He needs to play. He's got the experience. And I'd bring Katic back in. He's, he's been out for a few weeks. 
bring him back in and see if he can if he can kick on again. I mean, Roger, when you look at the way these guys have been used recently, clearly, if you're if you're going simply on number of appearances, um, Goldson's the main man so far. I mean, he's played thirty times. Katic has only played nineteen. I think Warrell's played thirteen, and Macaulay naturally has has not played as many because he only came into the team recently. So, I mean, can we? Is that enough evidence to, to prove that Steven Gerrard thinks that Goldson is his main is his main one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would think so. But look, you know, the evidence of those statistics you're quoting there would, would tell you that that he is. I mean, different the, circumstances because Macaulay couldn't really have played as many as Goldson. No, but no, but uh, listen, I think there's some big games coming up for Rangers. None bigger than the Celtic game. Two games as well against Hibernian, home and away. I saw Hibs for Super Scoreboard at Hamilton at the weekend. They weren't brilliant. But I thought they turned the corner a little bit They got the first win in over two months You could see in the second half Emerson Hindman, a former Rangers player Daryl Horgan when he came on you know, they, they will carry a threat to Rangers They will come at Rangers Just you know, Remember the 5-5 game the last time Rangers were at Easter Road Hibs, Neil Lennon will have them coming to have a go at Rangers So Rangers will need to be more solid defensively I haven't seen as much from Tavernier in the last few weeks Either going forward or going back He's had a little dip in form they could really do with getting Barisic back into the team and back up to, to full pelt because he's their best left back. Um, so, that, you know, there's a lot of issues there for Steven Gerrard to tackle in the next few weeks. Thank you to Chris in Irvine. It's 01419511025 to join him. Stephen Naismith is reminding everyone that hearts are still in the mix at the top of the league. So we're going to hear from Stephen Naismith. You can tell us if you agree or disagree with that. And we've got an absolute cracker. Of a full time teaser You are going to love this question It's coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Time for Gordon DL and Roger Hanna To tackle tonight's full time teaser Every night at this time We get a question up and running And we leave it till the end of the show To see if the, these two can come up with the answers The beauty of it is though You send the questions to us So it's your chance to try and catch the guys out And the address you need to do it Is fulltime at Clyde1.com Fulltime at Clyde1.com John has sent this one in tonight And he says Since 1985 12 players with a surname beginning Mick or Mac Have scored for either Celtic or Rangers But never been capped for Scotland For Rangers Since 1985 12 players with the surname beginning Mick or Mac Have scored for either Celtic or Rangers But have never been capped for Scotland McDonald Name them uh, Just just to be clear This doesn't include players Who are at Either side at the moment So these are all Former players And also It doesn't include any That have been capped By another country So don't oh, so worry about like any Scott McDonald And things like that That's No it. Right. McDonald Rangers you Give me a first name or Oh Oh McDonald uh, John, John McDonald <laughs> Would he fit that criteria Scored for Rangers I think he'd be before 1985 No he's round about that did he stay it on? is John McDonald Oh well done does I mean he was there till 86 So yeah. John McDonald So we're looking for another 11 Since 1985 12 players with the surname beginning Mick or Mac Have scored for Celtic or Rangers But never been capped for Scotland You can play along on Twitter At Clyde SSB I'm going uh, for a win now Paul McGugan No mm. No Wow I'm just looking at some of these names Brilliant Love that question If you've got a good question Send it in to Fulltime at Clyde1.com Oh 
And not current players So like not, not current players, players. Are Ross McCrory No Mm-mm. McNally Get in there Who? Mark McNally Mark McNally Yes <laughs> A man who got mentioned In the full time teaser Two weeks ago so Dad, he did. Didn't he? Mark McNally Has scored for Celtic Since 85 But never been capped For Scotland mm-hmm. Come on Roger Chip in You're quite good Gordon at this actually We've finally found your calling It took us a while Mark <laughs> Alright we'll get back to 01419511025 In the phones John's in Bailison Mike, What's your point tonight John? Hi Gordon How you doing? Yeah good thanks What's on your mind? Um, I'm actually in Gara Hill Not Bailison But oh. that's irrelevant That's not what I phoned for um, <laughs> My apologies Yeah, um, I heard on the news Briefly this morning uh, When I was taking my missus to work And it was regarding some American guy who's on trial for Celtic um, wow. as a replacement for Lustig. Manny Perez. I wonder if there's any, if there's any more info on it because I've not heard that nobody. Uh, I mean, Roger, he, he, yeah, I mean, John's right in one sense. He's a right back that's on trial. He's a young American player. I mean, whether he is of a level to take over from yeah. Mikel Lustig anytime soon or not. I mean that certainly he's remains only, to be listen, seen Listen the lad's only 19 years of age I think he's a United States under 20 international um, He's not at the MLS level yet I think yeah, he's North, still in the collegiate North system North Carolina yeah, State University in, in so. But he's obviously shown a bit of promise He's got a trial And it's like any of these trials It's up to the lad himself To come over to impress Brendan Rodgers And his coaching staff And to try and win a deal I haven't seen the lad He seems to be highly rated across in the United States And he's now got a great opportunity To win himself a contract with Celtic Yeah I mean John, is, it, is that the position uh, you're looking for? The one position probably in the Celtic team where I know there's Gamboa there, realistic, but they're not really. If you had to choose one of the two, you would you would choose Lustig, but he's a car crash at times. No other time, but he is at times, and that's probably the one position where you would say desperately need a right back. Defence, they've managed to kind of sort themselves out Although, okay, we don't know what's going to happen The summer, whether Boyat has managed to Benkovic is probably going to go um, Back to Leicester Although I don't know where he's going to get in the side But that's obviously another story We're, we're good for midfield We're already at left-back um, Shouldn't be Okay just now up front But that's probably the one position That concerns me more than anything else yeah Gordon I mean like I say you, At the moment And I think most of us Need to be honest And say that you, You've probably not seen A lot of this player So you can only really go on On paper and say that To make that leap From College level in America To replacing Mikel Lustig anytime mm-hmm. soon Is going to be a big jump Listen It may well happen But it, it doesn't strike you As being one of those Ready made replacements A guy who's going to come in And, and be Celtic's first choice Right no, back anytime all, soon but, but Celtic are only doing What um, they should be Um I agree, I think that Celtic need a right back I'm not saying Lustig's finished I think Lustig's still doing a, a terrific job Good experienced player But I just think looking in the future They'll need a better right back Bowen's not the answer just, is, is Ralston the answer? Maybe, I don't know But he needs an opportunity But I think Celtic, that's a position that they need to fill for me I just realised I've done you the service, Roger Because you said Paul McGugan, didn't you? Yeah Yeah, he's on the list I just ignored it He's right there in the middle of the list Oh, Sorry um, No, Let's stay with John's point f- For the meantime uh, Roger uh, Listen a lot of trialists will come in And and go away again And, and you never hear too much of them And um, what it does show is that Celtic are As you would expect As they've done for years As, as many clubs do um, Searching high and wide really to, to, to try and, and find that next gem 
Yeah, and, and they've looked across at the MLS a few times and also at the American Collegiate System. They've got a scouting network over there. They looked, if you remember, a season or two back at the lad Darlington Nagby, who I think ended up moving on to Atlanta, who won the mm. MLS Cup at the weekend. So they, they've looked at players there in the past. Um, as we say, it's up to Manny Perez now. He's here, he's training with them. If he's good enough, he'll get a deal. If he isn't, he can take his career somewhere else Thank you to John in Bayliston Let me remind you of the question There's a couple of important points to note Because uh, this changes things So since 1985 12 players with the surname beginning Mick or Mac Have scored for Celtic or Rangers But never been capped for Scotland Now remember I did say This doesn't include players currently yeah. At those clubs Or those capped by another country mm-hmm. So Scott McDonald yeah. doesn't count Mick McCarthy doesn't count mm-hmm. Aidan McGeady doesn't count yeah. Ross yeah. McCrory in terms of the current players things Correct like that. So, so far you've got Daz has got a belter You've got John McDonald Paul McGugan Mark McNally So far Ted McMinn Yes Well done yeah, And here's two Here's two Here's two for you Go for it Two Not for one it. When you come to my house The McAdam brothers Colin McAdam No Colin McAdam was never capped with Scotland all too, I, too, too early All I know is that he's not on or, John's list well, The other one would be Tom McAdam But I think that might be too early as well oh, Tom McAdam But by all means we can launch a stewards inquiry But he's not on John's list <laughs> None, of, none about, of the McAdam What about no. former friend of Super Scoreboard Willie McStay Yes oh. Willie McStay is on there And in a blast from the past Dougald McAdison <laughs> Yes, oh, I, I thought that. that was going to be the hard one, and you've just absolutely nailed it. Okay, that's a good start. John oh, McDonald, Dougal McCarrison, uh, Paul oh. McGugan, Ted McMinn, Mark McNally, Willie McStay. We can get back to that. Let's hear a bit more from Stephen Naismith, shall we? He uh, he is still currently out through injury. He says it's been tough to watch Hearts' poor run of late. He does say though that they're still in the mix. He's reminding everyone at that, and is targeting a good festive period. It's a tough league, to be honest. Confidence can go, especially when you're. Like you say, 90 minutes away for a cup final so And then we had a run of very tough fixtures So I think it's a combination of everything There were a couple of performances in there that probably weren't good enough But there was a lot of performances that were good Just never got any rewards So we've had a good week in terms of St Johnston game and Motherwell And, and now it's about pushing on through this festive period till, till the break For any team, you, you kind of chop it into blocks I think we need to be looking at being around the winter break It's still in that mix It's shown so far this season that every team will take points off every day And it's about building groups of games and getting good performances And we've shown over probably the first three, four months of the season That we're capable of doing that It'll be about doing that when we come back First and foremost Roger, a bit of credit where credit's due to Stephen Naismith The reason we've been speaking to him today Is he was out at the, the Loaves and Fishes charity He, every year, he's done it for a number of years now He he sponsors a Christmas dinner uh, yeah, For people affected by homelessness in Glasgow And, and every year he, he turns up, he donates the Christmas dinner essentially And it gets a great response, so well done to him And he did the same down south on Merseyside When he was at Everton for years He's done it up here He is, you know, you've Stephen Naismith in the show He's a fantastic lad he realises that he has done very well out of football and he feels he should give stuff back to the community and he does it every year. He does a lot of charitable work and you've got to take your hat off to him. One of the great ambassadors for football. I'm not sure what Stephen will do when he finally hangs up his boots, whether he'll go into coaching and management, whether he'll come into the media. It's the type of lad who will make a success of whatever he does because he's you know he's a good sort. I've been laughing at a number of tweets from opposition fans who have come in in response to the video we put on Twitter at Clyde SSB saying, you know, basically he's a bit of a so-and-so. That's as polite as I can put it. On the park, but good to see he's a lovely guy off it. So yeah, there we go. Bit of, a, and bit of credit where it's due. He's not the only one who turns into <laughs> a bit of a so-and-so when he crosses the white line. When he comes back across the white line, though, 
He really is A very decent young man One thing's for sure Gordon He talks about Hearts being In the mix still mm-hmm. I mean technically right You look at the league table And it'll be interesting to see What his return does for them It's not a million miles away um, And whilst you look at Suter And Berra And Ike Piazza You can build a really strong case To say that Naismith Is the one that they've missed the most Yeah without them They've been poor I think What is it One in seven They've won You've Got their win at the weekend Yeah of against Motherwell um, And they're still sitting there Three points off top Gordon So he's going to be a big plus for them uh, Experienced player Guys that he gets the goals He's got a Yeah Rogers right He's got a little bit of a Nasty streak in him When he crosses that white line uh, Plays with a lot of heart And a lot of passion He's a very good player And uh, Hearts will certainly welcome him back 01419511025 on the phones James is in Falkirk He's a Rangers fan What are your thoughts ahead of Thursday James? Uh, nervous uh, Nervous um, Although We've seen it Where we've been In that situation before Where we've had a couple of negative performances In the league And then We go out in Europe And absolutely You know Play a blinder mm-hmm. um, But I mean the, the main point I phoned for tonight Was To speak about Jordan Rossiter um, I think He Could be Our next captain You know Going forward I think He's in that team there um, and I'm, I'm kind of disappointed to not see more of him. Uh, I know he's had his injury issues, and um, but I think he's a right, you know, a right. He's got that dirty side to his game, um, and I really think he could be, you know, a, a star at, at Rangers. What do you think about that, Gordon? Someone made the point the other night. I can't remember who it was about Jack and Rossiter in the same team, not not working. It might have been. I can't remember if it was Alex Ray Someone made the point um, But but James Regardless of who it's alongside He wants to see more of, of Jordan Roster Can you understand that? Yes I can um, The lads come up here And um, unfortunately There's not been a Great deal of opportunity Because of uh, Injuries And sometimes you go through Something like that In your career You're just picking up Injury after injury After injury What he really needs Is a run of games In the team Gordon um, Get yourself in there Start working away He certainly got something Um whether he could play alongside Jack, I don't think. I think they're too similar. Um, so I would, I would expect one or the other. But uh, I like Rossiter, but he needs a running, running the team. He needs games and to see what he's got. Can he push on? Can he be the guy? Uh, but he's certainly got ability. Roger, it goes back to the point we made earlier on. I think Stephen Gerrard now needs to nail down an eleven for this run of games between now and the Celtic game. Obviously Morelos is suspended again at Hamilton on Sunday So that would you know, necessitate Kyle Lafferty playing But I think he needs to decide who his two centre-backs are Whether it's Goldson and McCauley Whoever it's going to be And I also think he needs to settle in a midfield three um, Could it be Arfield, Jack and Rossiter? That, that's possibly the best three going forward But you know, if we're going to see the best of Jordan Rossiter Then he's going to need to get a run in the team He's never had a run in the Rangers team Mainly due to injuries that has to be said but he's fit now, so if James is going to be proved correct that he's, you know, he's a player who can excel and potentially captain Rangers in the future, he's going to need to get a run in the team. What do you think, James? Who who are you playing him alongside? Then you want to see him in there along with who? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Jack in there. Uh, like you say, you know, he's too similar. Um, Ajaria, Ajaria, can remember reminds me of a, almost like a, a Morris Edu type of player. You know, when Edu first came into the squad, he was a wee bit everywhere. He's, 
You know, his legs didn't seem to match up doing what his body was doing, and you know, he was kind of like the only way I can describe it is like dangling. You know, he was just dangling about. It took him a wee bit of time to get into the team, and then he do. You know, I think he became quite a a key player for Rangers. You know, over the couple of years he was there. Um, you know, but I can kind of see Ajaria. You know, kind of evolve in that same way, but whether he can fit in with Ross, or I think that's another issue. And then, you know, the defence itself, like you're saying all night tonight, you know about. The, you know whether it's Colson and uh, Golson, sorry, and McCauley or Katic and McCauley, and and to be honest, I think we should revert back to what it was at the start of the season because at the start of the season there wasn't any doubt the defence was solid, we were winning games, and and it's just recently we've had the more options that you know there's uncertainty creeping in and, and it's it's worrying. Well, I think um, if they're going to get anything away from home. I think the the back four have got to really defend. Yeah, we've seen the two sides of Rangers away yeah. in Europe, haven't we? And, and particularly in Moscow was the prime example of it. Villarreal to an extent where going forward they they are capable of creating, they're capable of scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, the other end can be a concern. That is a big concern. Uh, the only good thing for Rangers and Rangers fans is the fact that they've got a terrific goalkeeper. But you can't keep asking him all the time to save you. So I think that the Rangers manager will be saying he's two centre-backs, whoever the pairing is mm-hmm. on Thursday. Guys, you've really got to defend. But I don't think there's an outstanding team in that group, in Group G. You know, perhaps Rapid had the outstanding result going to Moscow and winning in match day five. But Rangers have beaten Rapid Vienna. Rapid Vienna wouldn't terrify you. There's absolutely no reason why Rangers can't go there and win the game on Thursday. Morelos is back in the team as Daz says obviously McGregor will be key but if they play the way they have played in, Rangers, in Europe and I think some of Rangers' best performances have been in Europe this season there is no reason they cannot go to Vienna and win the game Since 1985 12 players with the surname Mick or Mac have scored for Celtic or Rangers but never been capped for Scotland doesn't include players who are there at the moment or those capped by another country John McDonald Dougald McCarrison Paul McGugan Ted McMinn Mark McNally Willie McStay Taz has got one Paul McGowan at Dundee Yes Great shout from you Who I think scored for Celtic Away in Vienna In a UEFA Cup game One I thought I wanted to check Was Barry Mackay capped? Is Barry Mackay in the He's been capped He was mm. capped what, oh, about, oh. what about Stephen McLean? Mm, now of hearts No Right No Jim no. McAnally at Pe- Peterhead Manager Played with Celtic I don't think he scored In the first team did he? Nope Here's well, another one I'll Gary McSweegan I was just going to say I that Gary um, McSweegan was capped He's been capped twice So oh. Roscoe and Larkall Wanted to help you out He threw that one in there Lewis McLeod Yes Oh brilliant Alright You've a... still got one, two, three, four to get We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's.com Final home straight for Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna on the teaser. Uh, remember, the address you need if you want to send a question in is fulltime at Clyde1.com. We get the questions from you and we give the guys about half an hour at the end of the show to come up with the answers. You can also play along, of course, with us. But here's the question tonight. So, since 1985, 12 players with the surname Mick or Mac have scored for Celtic or Rangers, but they've never been capped for Scotland. Now, this doesn't include guys who've been capped for other teams. You know, so don't don't bother with Aidan McGeady or uh, Mick McCarthy, Scott McDonald, guys like that. It's all Scot- um, Scotland players. Uh, it doesn't include the players currently with the old firm either. So guys like John McDonald, Lewis McLeod, Dougald McCarrison, Paul McGowan, Paul McGugan, Ten- Ted McMinn, Mark McNally, and Willie McStay. 
Can, can I throw one in? Go for it Roddy McDonald? No We thought of Reese McCabe Reese McCabe To my knowledge Has never scored never for Rangers um, Any more? Struggling Roddy We are toiling a wee bit What you got left? One, two, three Three to go You're not toiling Four to go you got four. four Oh yeah sorry Four to go George McCluskey well, that's a great shout, isn't it? It's Frank McGarvey. No, two capped? two Celtic, two Rangers is what you're looking for. Right. Um, f- you are also missing the most recent one. Oh, which is interesting. So I'm talking more recent than Lewis McLeod. Hmm. <sighs> okay. Chris is in Kirk and Tillock. What's your point tonight, Chris? All right, guys. How Hi. You doing? Good. Thanks. Thanks it's just, um, just about the Rangers midfielder. I just think it's lacking a lot of passion. Also, um, technical abilities are very kind, but to beat a massive club, I just think that getting loans players like Jaria and Kuevala, I just, I just don't see a, a, a passion for them at all. I just think once they came this kind of crowd, the Rangers crowd, they've kind of been scared a wee bit. I just, I just grew up as a boy in that. I love obviously Barry Ferguson and Kevin Thompson and all that. I just think, well, that just some of the kind of players, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think what Chris is is getting at there, Roger. Then correct me if I'm wrong. Chris, ability is one thing, but mentality equally, if not more so, important yeah, when you're like, just like in the, in the big games as well. Like your semi-finals against Aberdeen, and um, going to cup finals and like Europa games. And that, I just think like a lot of personality. Just uh, just like like kind of Barry Felix and like Kevin Thompson that as well. I just think we like that quite a lot. What do you think, Roger? Is that is that part of it? Well, it's certainly an argument for it. Um, Stephen Gerrard signed players from down south that he was aware of, guys he had come across, you know, either at Liverpool or opponents of Liverpool in development games, reserve games down there, the likes of Ejaria, the likes of Kent, the likes of Joe Wardle, who he'd come across at Nottingham Forest, players like that. And it's a big step for them because they hadn't played in atmospheres like Ibrox or Celtic Park or places like that. They weren't used to the intensity that follows Rangers everywhere they go. So to a certain extent, Chris is right, it's a gamble going for players like that because, yes, they might be fine footballers, but can they cope with everything else that accompanies being an old firm player? Um, some players can, some players can't. I think we're going to find out an awful lot more about the likes of Warrell and Ejaria and Koulibaly in the next month because, without doubt... This run of fixtures Starting in Vienna On Thursday night And through to the Old Firm game On the 29th Is the biggest set of fixtures In Stephen Gerrard's Managerial career By far And it could well define His first season at Rangers Is that an important point To consider Gordon I mean let, let's be honest If you come in And you have a rebuild Job the size that Rangers had You need mm-hmm. 15 players You're not going to be able To sign 15 permanent signings all of a brilliant level All with the right mentality to handle it There's an element of risk there As, as Roger says So um, Perhaps this notion that You know you know, loans, loans are bad And permanent signings are good That That's a bit simplistic But how important is it To try and get that Right blend Yeah well 15 signings A big turnaround Gordon uh, Especially in the summer You don't have a lot of time To work in the Training ground Of course you're going to get Ones in that Will Probably start off well and then fade away Because most of these players haven't played a lot of top team football And you can only go so far and then the forum takes a little bit of a dip 
And if you're a lone player Then supporters start looking Thinking well you've not really Got the hunger The appetite Because you know You're going back To your parent club I don't think that's the case I think everybody's Just at a level um, I think Rangers You know for To bring 15 players in And where they're sitting Just now I think it's been okay But I don't think I'll, I'll, I'll happen again with, with the fact that the Rangers manager will go out and try and sign so many players. He had to, Gordon. The club was in a bad place. He had to get players in, take a gamble. One or two have fell by the wayside. They may come back. You never know. Chris, you want to come back in there? Uh, it's just, um, I know it's, it's not a bad position we're at the round, but I just think like, like, like Joe Worrell and um, Ajara could just like the lose. I think that's just a kind of waste. Our players get out with a bit from war. Can I cash direct it players more players that kinda had more games than at bigger clubs. I just think it's a wee bit of kind of waste now. You can start to tell that with the kind of partnership with Warrell and then put them in with McCauley and then we go to the instruction about. I just think that they can maybe look a wee bit better. Is that fair, Roger? Um, yeah, listen, it possibly is fair I think Rangers fans would be entitled To expect a little bit more From some of these players Who have come in um, Stephen Jenner clearly rates them Technically as good footballers But, you know, as we're saying There's so much more To playing for the old firm Than just, you know Being a decent footballer It's all about You know, coming from behind Losing an early goal to Aberdeen And being able to get back into the game Which they failed to do last week It's all about knowing how to play Against ten men for an hour at Dundee and winning the game, which they failed to mm. do at the weekend. So it's been a bad, bad week or 10 days for Rangers. They need to shake themselves out of it very quickly. Um, a win in Austria would do an immense amount for their self-confidence going into a big run of league games. But the next fight, I think they've got you know Vienna, then it's Hamilton, then one Hibs game, St. Johnson, another Hibs game, Celtic. Six games between now and the end of the month. And they're crucial for Stephen Gerrard Chris can you see Rangers doing it on Thursday? I'm not too sure I think I don't know just why they want Scott it's quite a big game And it's the last It's just one more game And then that's your through It's quite a big game But hopefully see, see what happens But I think um, I'm quite confident Quite confident Good man that was Chris and Kirk And Tillico on Twitter Coke Bridge Pirate says That Rangers should already be through Terrible decision cost us Going 4-2 up in Moscow Morelos scored one of the best Rangers goals I've seen And it was wrongly chopped off Yep that's a good point uh, Okay you've got a little bit of time left Not too right, long You gave us a thought there When you said More recent than Lewis McLeod What about Darren McGregor? Yes Darren McGregor uh, Someone by the name of Nikola Katic On Twitter got that one I assume it's It's not that Nikola Katic And at the other end If we don't get this Ian McCall Yes ah. Ian McCall Another old friend of the show Okay you've got two to get They're both Celtic players Of the 90s Oh no Oh really? Yes Of the 90s? Mm. Oh hold on uh, we are underway by the way at Pitodri. Um Not much to tell you about so far Still goalless uh, Craig Halkett's already gone into the book Delivered a bit of a sore one on Shale Logan uh, Livy managing to clear the danger from the resulting free kick So seven minutes gone in that one Still Aberdeen nil, Livingston nil. Score prediction in that one for this evening you two? 1-1 one, one for me You know something that actually wouldn't surprise me If it was like that uh, Yeah yeah, draw yeah. one one. All right, okay. Not often you two agree. I don't mind that as a, as a one off. Right, the music started. I'm struggling, Roger. I have no chance. Celtic players of the nineties. Yeah, one was there ninety two to ninety nine. I think I, I think most of his appearances would have come to, to the sort of early portion of that. He now has a fairly important role with 
the Scottish FA's oh, youth Brian system McLaughlin. Brian oh. McLaughlin He played in the cup final for Daz at United <laughs> That's appalling uh, That's appalling And the other one Celtic He was only there 93 to 94 I was going to give you his initials But it's pretty obvious that uh, One of them's yeah. M McBurn or something I don't know No idea Still in the game? I find out a bit more about this uh, He was born 67 I'm actually just googling him To see what I can find The best clue I can find Other oh, clubs? Ah yeah that, oh, That's the obvious clue I'm forgetting that Hibs Pat McGinley Pat McGinley Thank you Gordon D.L. and Roger Hanna For joining me Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Back tomorrow from 6 In the company of Mark Weary and Jim Duffy And stay where you are Because Callum Gallagher is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to thompsons.com